Well, folks, a very, very good morning to you, or evening, afternoon, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Hello, welcome to Quiver. My name is Matthew Thompson, and yeah, this is a short Christian daily devotional designed for all you sort of commuters out there, but you know, for anyone else in between. Today is a very bittersweet episode because it is the end of our journey with Elisha. And like I was saying yesterday, I'm really upset. I, I want the story to go on. And I've been loving the, the kind of narrative of, of Elisha so much and I've been enjoying these stories and I've been getting so much from them that I, you know, there's a, there's a bit of sadness in me that we're leaving them behind. There's also a little bit of excitement, a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of anticipation of where we're going to go next. I don't know and it's kind of freaking me out because, well, I have to do it tomorrow. So um, I'm thinking, I've got a couple of ideas and I'm just going to have a good sit down tonight and just really kind of reflect and think where we're going to go. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's finish off Elisha's story in style. He certainly does. He certainly goes out with a bit of a bang. And I'm really excited to share today's Devo with you. So we have the shortest reading in history today on the podcast. It's 2 Kings chapter 13. And it's two verses. Can you believe it? It's verses 20 to verses 21. And I read from the NLT, and here we go. So verse 20 literally starts out, Then Elisha died and was buried. Now, groups of Moabite raiders used to invade the land each spring. Once, when the Israelites were burying a man, they spied a band of these raiders. So they hastily threw the corpse into the tomb of Elisha and fled. But as soon as the body touched Elisha's bones, the dead man revived and jumped to his feet. So there you have it. That is the end of Elisha. Flip me. What a way to go out. Cannot believe it. The title of the Devo is Elisha's Hail Mary. Now, that might sound very, very strange for some people. Certainly from a Northern Irish, con- Northern Irish context, that's going to be like, people are going to be like, well, what the heck? What the heck is this going to be all about? But actually, my American friends would be very, very proud of me because I'm about to use, wait for it, an American football analogy. Look, I can't, can't believe it. Honestly, if, if you know me, you know that I'm not particularly into sports and certainly not into American football. But here we are. I'm going to be one of those guys that has all these sports analogies now. But what is a Hail Mary? <clears throat> In American football, basically, a Hail Mary is, oh my goodness, now, I'm, now I feel the pressure of maybe butchering this. The way I understand Hail Mary is it's the last kind of throw that you make. You know, the clock's about to run out, the game's about to end, and you just hope and pray and you throw the football as high as you can in the air and just trust that somebody on your team is going to go and catch it and score. I suppose, uh, I don't know if they call it the same thing in basketball, but it's kind of like the last shot just before the buzzer and you're, you know, you're on the other side of the court and you just fling it in the air and, you know, you try to get it in just before your time is out. So for me, what's this got to do with Elisha? I really, obviously, to be honest, it's got nothing to do with Elisha himself. You know, Elisha was dead and gone. He had no real active part to play in this miracle at all. But <coughs> if you remember back to the start of these, this Devo series, you remember that um, whenever Elijah was taken to heaven, Elisha, I always have to try and clearly distinct between these two, that 
Elisha really wanted a double portion of Elijah's spirit. He kind of was pestering him for it. It's what he wanted. It's what he was chasing him about. And Elijah said pretty much yes, as long as he was with him. Whenever Elijah was taken into heaven, Elisha would get a double portion of Elijah's spirit. So a fun little tidbit or a fun little fact about the kind of whole Elijah, Elisha, miracle, double portion sort of thing is that a lot of people subscribe to the belief that Elijah did 14 miracles that are recorded in the Bible and Elisha actually did 27 while he was still alive. And so we have no idea, you know, these guys could have been miracle machines and could have been doing them all the time, but certainly what we have recorded and, you know, these people who come up with these numbers, they include prophecy as a miracle you know so anytime they give a prophecy that comes true they count that in it so that's where the numbers sort of come from and so I don't know if uh, if Elisha would have been counting this I don't know if he would have had it in his head but certainly it's this really really interesting thing where you know he dies at 27 and you know did he feel like he, he maybe missed out I don't know but for me regardless of whether these numbers are real Regardless of whether or not you want to play the double portion game as a times by two miracle, I think the biggest thing that we can take away from this is actually just God's faithfulness. <coughs> God's faithfulness to Elisha, that he promised Elisha something and he gave it to him, in the, you know, even up to the very end. And the call and the anointing that God had on Elisha's life, it actually extended beyond the grave. And that is, that is really, really powerful. I think that's a real honour. It's a real honour for Elisha to have received that. Um, and hey, great for the boy who was resurrected too. I mean, you know, I'm sure he's happy about it as well. But, you know, that's a real honour and that's a real privilege. And thinking about that this morning, it's really got me thinking about the whole idea of legacy. And something, as I was reflecting on this, something that I really felt came to me was just the reality that when we invest in the kingdom, when we sow seed into the kingdom, when we're obedient to God, we actually have the opportunity to bear fruit that lasts. As I was sharing with you yesterday, a little bit about business sort of stuff, sometimes I feel like in my paid work, I just do a job and then... <coughs> Apologies again, guys. Sorry, we're, the cough's, cough's being kicked. It's, it's on its way out. Um, where was I? In my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So business stuff... I often feel like whenever I do a job for a client, whether it's a you know an article or whether it's uh, all of the text for their website, you know I feel like it's just it's done and then that's it. You know I receive my paycheck and then it's finished. Whereas with these podcasts, with the book that I've written, with blog posts that I write, I feel like that stuff, it it has a reoccurring fruit. You know people can discover these. You know, maybe you're listening to this podcast. I don't even know what date it is. Uh, some point in October 2018. But, you know, you could be listening to this in October 2027. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if the podcast is going to be around that long. I have no idea. But when I feel like I do things that God's called me to do, you know, there can be an impact that lasts for a long time. And, you know, even if you think in your own life, the places that you've invested in, maybe it was... Uh, the previous church you were at, you invested your life in it, you invested in the people. And <coughs> it can be easy to maybe to feel like once you move on from that, that you have 
you've cashed in your fruit, you know, you're finished and you're time to move on. But anytime you invest in people, anytime you invest in relationships, anytime you invest in trying to make an impact on other people's lives, I think that that, that is a fruit that keeps on coming. And there's a couple of people that I was thinking of as I was kind of mulling over this. I'm a big C.S. Lewis fan. Maybe that's a cliche. You know, he was born in Belfast. I love his fiction. I love his nonfiction. I love his Christian writing. I think he's an absolute legend. And C.S. Lewis has had such an impact from the grave. He really has. You know, now Elisha may be resurrecting boys from, from his bones, but C.S. Lewis is speaking life and speaking hope and doctrine and inspiring people, even though he died ages ago. I was thinking of Mother Teresa as well. You know, a figure like that, someone who is still inspiring people today because of her servant attitude, her servant heartedness. And that's incredible. You know, what an honor these people have to be serving the Lord, even from the grave. It's a real privilege and it's really powerful. And <coughs> the last little thing, I, the last person and the last thing I want to talk about is a guy called D.L. Moody. Now, I don't know too much about him. I think I know he was a theologian. I know he's written books. I know he was, um, he spoke a lot and everything like that. But there is a, <clears throat> not sure if it's a rumor, but certainly uh, there's a story that has been floating around for years that I have always heard of and always loved. So please take it with a pinch of salt. I'm not fresh on the numbers. So I just give it as an example and throw it out there. It's been said to me that uh, when D.L. Moody first got saved, <clears throat> he wrote a list of everyone that he wanted to lead to the Lord in his lifetime. And I think it was maybe a hundred, right? And so he lived a relatively long life. And so the years went by, years went by, and he ticked people off his list, ticked people off his list. And by the time that D.L. Moody died, he had had maybe 92 of them, right? So there was eight left. Again, these are just example numbers. And the crazy thing was, allegedly, that those eight people gave their lives to the Lord at his funeral. And whether that's, you know, whether it's true, whether it's maybe been embellished over the years, there's something so potent and so powerful about that. And I absolutely love it. You know, what a blessing we have and what a hope we have compared to the rest of the world that they think that this is life and this is it. And I do my, I do, do my thing and get what I can get for me and then I'm gone. <coughs> what a blessing we have to have a hope that is eternal. And to have a legacy that's eternal. And I just think it is just so, so incredible. So my encouragement for us today is just to keep on running. You know, if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling like what you're doing is not having an impact, you know, keep on sowing. Because truth be told, if we look at Elisha, if we look at the lives of other people, and we look at throughout the Bible as well, we just don't know if our fruit will come now or if it will come much, much later. So as we move into a time of guided prayer, let's just think about this. Let's ask God to encourage us in the things that we are committing our hands to, committing our lives to. Let's ask for clarity to ensure that actually these are the things that he wants us to be doing, that we're not going off on our, our own direction and trying to make stuff happen that he's not a part of. But then let's also ask just to be rejuvenated and to have a fresh energy and a fresh perspective about what it is in our lives that God's called us to do and that the fruit will come. Whether it comes 20 years after we die, I, I study English literature, I absolutely love it and it kind of breaks my heart because I want to be a writer and I want to be an author. You know, a lot of the big kind of 
people who've made a big impact in the world of literature. Their books were discovered like a hundred years after they, they died. But, you know, that's why our marching orders, that's why the actions part of Guiding Devo is so essential. Because we just do, we just be obedient. We just follow day by day the little simple stuff, the big stuff, and just trust God that he's going to take care of the rest. So, we're going to put seven minutes on the clock. This timer, by the way, I think is supposed to be for cooking, but sure, we'll use it for a wee seven minutes in heaven. Why the heck not? This part of the podcast is basically called Guided Prayer. Now, that might sound a little funky, a little strange if you're new. Guided Prayer is basically an opportunity for us to take, as we said, seven minutes, just out of our busy days, just to actually spend with God. It's an opportunity for us to pray. It's an opportunity for us to hear from God. It's an opportunity to really unburden ourselves of whatever it is we're going through. Or it's an opportunity for us just to express gratitude and just experience the joy of his presence. And there's four major sections. You get a couple of minutes in each. That's I'm basically here just to stop you from getting distracted as you're driving down the road. You know, I know what it's like. You're praying. Next thing you know, you're looking at the countryside. And next thing you know, you're <laughs> you're way off in your head somewhere. And so this is basically just, I, I find it helpful to help keep me on track. And so I'm really just here just to um, guide us through that. So here we go. So the first section is praise, really simply. An opportunity for us just to give thanks to God. An opportunity for us to let him know how grateful we are for the things that he's given us in our lives. And, you know, you can speak these things out. You can write them down. You can just meditate on them, whatever it is. Here's your couple of minutes just to do that. So the second section is really simply called requests. It's basically an opportunity for us just to ask God for the things that we need in our lives. Could be something for today. Could be something really specific. Could be for one of our family members, one of our friends, one of our work colleagues. Could be something financial. Could be something physical. You get the drift. It can be anything. Here's an opportunity just to 
I love that word, just to unburden ourselves to God. He already knows what we need before we ask him, but there's something so therapeutic about actually just asking him and getting it off your chest and then just trusting him in the process that he's going to take care of it. So a couple of minutes just to make any requests that you have um, just to God. So the third section is one called actions. This section is basically all about our today. It's all about what is our to-do list for today? What does our calendar look like? I don't know if you've got your Google calendar set up for today. I know I do. And this is an opportunity to actually allow God to speak into that. Lord, what is it that you would have me to do today? Is there anything specific, whether it's big, whether it's small? Here's an opportunity to really hear from God and allow him to actually give us instructions and give us actions that we can take and not opportunities to be obedient that we'll see amazing things happen, see the kingdom being built, and kind of allow him to work really directly into our lives. So let's open ourselves up. Jesus, here we are. We want to hear, what is it that you have for me today? Please speak clearly, and please help me to be obedient to that. The last minute here, we like to call yearn. Yearn is basically an opportunity for us just to hear a word from God that our hearts are yearning to hear, that our souls are yearning to hear, that we're longing to hear from God. We might not consciously know what that is, but here's an opportunity just to receive a really specific word from God. So, Father, here we are. We're your servants. We're here. We've made this time for you. Please speak to us exactly what we need to hear today and help us to be open to receive it.
So Father, I just pray that you will help us to be like Elisha. Um, what an inspirational man. Uh, what an incredible story, an incredible journey that you've taken him on and how you've left it for us to learn from. You know, there's another impact that Elisha's having from the grave. It's just the impact he's having on our lives. And Jesus, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for these amazing um, stories of flawed, imperfect men and women that we can relate to, that we can learn from, and that we can be encouraged by. So, Lord, please encourage us today. Please fill us with hope. Fill us with patience. Fill us with the desire to keep on running this amazing race that you've set before us. We might know what the finish line is. We might know what the fruit is. We might even get to see it in our lifetime. But God, give us a hunger and a hope to just keep on pushing through. So I just pray you bless all of us. Bless everybody listening. And give us a great day. Uh, guide us in where we're going to go next. Um, what book we're going to go to. Uh, maybe what story we're going to go to. And I just pray that you... Um, you bless this whole Second Kings series and for the people who have listened to it, I pray that it's impacted them. But for the people that will maybe continue to listen to it um, as time goes by, I pray that you just post bless all these kind of conversations and that there'll be encouragement to people at the right time in the right place whenever they come across them. So we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. <coughs> Guys, thank you so, so much for coming on this second king's journey uh, i hope that this podcast is of benefit to you and if it's not you know if you've been um just hanging in there for the second kings you're like you know i'm not really not really a fan of it and you choose to leave now i just want to say thank you very much for um spending this time with me thank you very much for coming on this little journey and this little challenge with me i really appreciate your time i really appreciate you um investing in something like this i know it's it's precious and I just want to thank you. Um, if you want to keep on going, uh, that's great too. And I'm excited and I'm excited to see where we end up. If you have any feedback in how I can make this show better for you, then please do reach out. Honestly, like the only reason I do this is to meet uh, a problem that I see of people just not feeling like they don't have the time to have a daily Bible reading daily devotional and a daily time of prayer so <coughs> if you can think of any innovative ways any creative ways any suggestions any criticism of how uh, quiver can do that better please do reach out to me and i would love to i'd love to be continually trying to make this thing better uh, to serve the people who end up listening to it i'm having a great time i love it it's been fantastic for me and uh, like I've said over and over again, it's great just to connect with these characters in the Bible. It's great to have a discussion. You know, it's sparked conversations with people I know who listen to the show, and it's it's great. So, yeah, we'll just see. See where we're going. Wherever you're going today, um, hope it goes well, you know. And I hope you have a really great time and that you just feel encouraged, you feel energized, and that you feel like what you're doing matters, because I truly believe that it does. All right, see you tomorrow for the mystery book of the Bible that's next. And yes, how can you contact me uh, with all these feedback? I would say go to matthewthompson.org and go to contact is the best way. All right, cheers.